check, check, white check. Show presented by Empire on Pulpamax.com, taking your calls and looking ahead to the races with your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody. Thursday, August 21st, 2014, Fly Race and Moto 60 Show presented by NFAB. Coming at you live. From Las Vegas, next hour, we're going to take your phone calls, 702-586-7857, about Utah, about the series in general, about really anything. Go ahead. Second last show of the year. We're also going to give away a set of the premium Fly Racing Evo Racewear Pant Jersey and Gloves. $257 value, bro. That's right. Not too bad. Besides the gear, Fly Racing makes much more than gear. They have the helmets, and casual uh, helmets, casual wear. Bike stands, loading ramps, tie-downs, bars, grips, levers. Visit flyracing.com. 2015 stuff is out. Trey Kennard, the man who has won two out of the last four motos, runs Fly Racing gear. So why don't you? And uh, dress up your Jeep, truck, or SUV with the hottest-looking, hardest-working accessories from NFAB. Proudly built in Houston, Texas. Light mounting solutions, step systems, bumpers, anything you need to take your take your truck to the next level, uh, Jeep, truck, or SUV to the next level. Visit to learn more about NFAB products, visit n-fab.com. And they are proud sponsors of the JGR Toyota NFAB team with uh, Brayton, Grant, and Filthy Phil Nicoletti, who will not be at the race this week in Utah. He will be doing an Enduro Cross. All right, of course, as usual, I'm your host, Steve Mathis, taking your calls, producing the show, holding things down, and uh, and basically making a nuisance of himself. The Tits Legendary Tits, what's up? I'm always making a nuisance of myself. How are things at Optrix? Things are actually really good. Yeah? Yeah. So shocker, right? Yeah, b- big shocker. We're always optimistic about things, but we've actually Turn got... your mic so you can talk into the front of it. Is this better? Yeah. Can you... Okay. Yeah, there we go. You got to talk... It's a directional mic, here. Yeah. so you got to talk into the front of it. Okay. It's okay. So... It was moved. Yeah. I blame Devin. Yeah. Uh, stinking Devin. Uh, anyway, so we've actually got a, a really cool deal coming up in October. I don't know if you've noticed, uh, if you're on Facebook, tra- following Travis Pastrana, he's got a new video that they're filming right now, Travis Pastrana's action figures. You ever seen it? No, no, no. First of all, uh, Pastrana has a Facebook that anybody can go on? What? Yeah. It's like a fan page type thing. Anyway, okay. All right. They, they've got a really cool stuff. Some guy did triple backflips on a mountain bike. Yep. Anyway, they're filming a bunch of stuff, and one of the things they're getting ready to do they actually invited us at Optrix uh-huh. out to help film some of the bonus content. Oh, how exciting! I get to go to I, I get to go to Travis Pastrana's house in Maryland. In Maryland, talk about a dream come true, right? I guess. Anyway, so we're killing it on the daily, as Devin says, and uh, uh, very um, happy about it. Uh, when do you get to go? October. Okay. Uh, Optrix.com. 
Use the code yeah. PulpMX to save yourself. Is it 20%? What is it? 15%. 15% at Optrix. If you want to know more about the product, it's a, a phone case that you can uh, basically mount and use anywhere you, uh, you need to underwater, over top of water, on a bicycle, on a helmet, whatever. If you've already got an iPhone and you want to have an action camera or a photography you know, case, get this. Save yourself a bunch of money over another action sports You know, You know who camera. I feel sorry for? Uh, a lot of people, but who are you specifically oh, referring all to? All the people that make used to make those small digital cameras. <laughs> they are out of business. They're done. Yeah. Those little pockets. No, nobody carries those anymore. Yeah. Nope. No. 702-586-7857. Uh, tits, uh, Ryan, your guy, Ryan Dungey, he, uh, he's just not much of a mud rider. I'm really hoping that the mud comes again this weekend and another wrench gets thrown in and this time it's Dungey who is on top and then it's Roxon who yeah. has a DNF or something like that. Because it looked like Roxon really struggled in the mud. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping that somehow something gets screwed up and, and Dungey still has some sort of a fighting chance at it because right now okay. it is not looking good. No. Sadly. No, it's not. It's not. It's not good at all. Uh, all right, everybody. Let's uh, let's take a look. Uh, Fly Race and Moto 60 show presented by NFAB. And uh, 702-586-7857. You can call in and uh, give us your thoughts on uh, what's going on in the series, what's happening, and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, second year of the Utah track. Last year, eh, reviews were mixed on the track itself. Not a lot of people's favorites, but uh, we also had a horrific sandstorm come across at one point in the motos, which really soured everybody. Nothing uh, track promoters can do about that. That, that kind of stuff happens. But uh, it didn't make things any better for the for the hard packed, super crossy sort of flat track. Uh, although the press box was very nice, I enjoyed the press box a lot. That, that was a that was a sweet sweet deal. Um, but other than that, it's uh, the final round of the Lucas Oil AMA Pro Motocross Championships, and like we were talking about, twenty points now uh, for uh, Kenny Roxon on Ryan Dungey after after Dungey's uh, second moto. Uh, ninth place, which uh, wasn't great. It was really weird to watch him kind of just, kind of just ride normally out there. He didn't really charge through the back. It was, uh, it was a tough deal. A little piece of me died watching him struggle through the pack. Yeah, he crashing, was sort of ninth place. Was it ninth place? Yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah, and I mean, Fred, oh, fast man. Freddie Norn came up and got him near the end. <laughs> yeah, he did. You know, <laughs> his clear vision did him good. I didn't say that. You did. I did say that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, hey, giving away a set of Fly Evo gear uh, on the show as well. And, and uh, coming up uh, on the show, his uh, first appearance on, on uh, the Fly Race and Moto 60 show, Transworld Motocross's Michael Antonovich. He is at the track today for press day. So I thought it would be interesting to get a, get a hold of him, get him on the show, and talk a little bit about what he sees, what is, what's going on down there and everything else. And, of course, uh, our own Jason Thomas will, uh, will join us as well. Can Canard win again? Can Roxon hold off Dungey? What about the battle for second in the 250s? Oh, yeah, one more thing. Four-time MX1 champion Colton Fasciati will be at Utah this weekend riding for the Troy Lee team in place of Mookie Stewart. So uh, that's fantastic to hear for all the Canadian motocross fans, man. That's going to be uh, cool to see how, uh, how Fasciati can do. And, uh, you know, let me, let me know what you think. I, I got him between 8 and 12, somewhere around there. I think that's pretty decent. 702-586-7857. Uh, give us a call and uh, let us know what you think. And we're just going to pick a random caller to win a set of Fly Evo gear. So that's it. Just uh, just got to call in and win. You know what? We may even give away another set, too. I'll let you know at the end of the show. We'll see if we see how see what we're feeling. Let's do something for the archive listeners. We always do the live guys. Live guys win everything. Let's maybe do an email contest uh, and uh, we give away a uh, – 
uh, another set of gear. That'd be kind of nice. Nice deal. Uh, Fly Racing Moto 60 show presented by Infab welcomes for his debut on the show. Transworld Motocross's Michael Antonovich. What's up, Michael? How are you? Good. How's it going, man? Good. How's everything at the track? It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, low key right now. Most of the riders were doing the go kart demo. Oh, and okay. Now we have about an hour where everyone's milling around and at oh, three so- o'clock. So, a couple hours they'll do the donations intro. Oh, dude. Okay. All right. So lots going on. A little bit. Press day. Go karts. Donations intro. Who knew? Who knew? Uh, uh, how's the track look? I know they, they changed it quite a bit from last year, from what I hear. Track looks about the same as it did last year, just a really big bunch of hills in the middle of an infield. But <laughs> I haven't gotten to see anybody do laps on the track yet. Okay. Uh, Pro Circuit Road this morning for the local media. Yep. Um, so I'm not really sure. There's a chance of rain, though, throughout the entire weekend. So they're kind of... Mm-hmm. worrying about that and trying to dodge that yeah what's the latest with that have you checked it out have you seen what's up i, I didn't know it rained in utah in august apparently it rains like all the time because oh. it'll come like over the mountains and then hammer this one area mm-hmm. uh i saw like 50 percent chance of rain up till 11 on saturday morning okay and then it just dropped off after that but saturdays i don't think it's supposed to get higher than like 85 degrees oh man you know, I'm a part-time goggle guy, so this is worrisome for me. Well, hey, you did good last week. Clear vision. Yeah, yeah, no, fantastic, yeah. exactly. There you go. Um, any, have you talked to any riders about this track at all? Have you got the general feeling? Are they happy to be there? Are they happy this series is over? How bad have they been shit-talking the track, I guess? Uh, not a lot of bad-mouthing the track because everybody was just looking at their lap times on the go-kart. <laughs> right, right. But, <laughs> but for right now... Um, Everything seems okay, but I think guys are ready just to get through these last couple motos yep. and get on with it. Uh, having it here kind of kills the morale, it seems like, but <laughs> well, with weather being good this year and hopefully no winds, I think it'll be much, much better than last year. Yeah, yeah, the winds, I mean, people weren't pumped on the track to start with, and then there's nothing the promoters could do about the, the sandstorm winds that came in, but that definitely soured people even more, you know, on the on the, on the track, but... <laughs> Hey, we still have a title up for grabs. Twenty points, uh, Kenny Roxon to Ryan Dungey. Although I like I like Roxon's chances to get this, don't you? Yeah, um, sounds. I just talked to him like ten minutes ago, mm-hmm. and he sounds like he has a bit of a head cold, mm-hmm. but he's not concerned about anything like that at all. So yeah, but as long as it's not a flu, he should be fine. Right. Yeah. I, I, the, his worst finish all year has been fourth, so he could go four four and get uh, thirty six points if Dungey goes one one, and that's only fourteen. Uh, and of yeah. course, Dunge has to go one-one. Last year, Ryan uh, followed Ryan Villapoto around to go two-two, and I remember it wasn't really even close. But uh, you know, who knows? Don't I don't know if we can go on last year's results when the things were already decided to realize, hey, Dungey's really good at Utah, you know? Yeah. So. And I mean, it's just a whole different scenario because even last year, there was still one weekend left to go after this. Everybody's just trying to get through tomorrow or get yeah. through Saturday and then get on with the off season. Yeah, pretty much. Right. Um, what about, what's your feelings on, you do all the series. Oh, by the way, too, last weekend, the, the hot rumor was that Indiana would be the final round next year in 2015. So, Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but wasn't there, so I didn't hear that. Yeah. Well, hey, what's your feelings about uh, a, a facility? Like, you know what, you know what MX sports is trying to do. They got it close to a city center. They've got uh, uh, the press box and the paved. All the pits are paved, and 
sort of the track is built around this. What's your thoughts on something like that as opposed to something like Unadilla where you're 45 minutes in the morning and, uh, you know, uh, heart got to walk around to see everything and all that. You know what they're trying to do, but what do you think about it? I think that it's both. I see what they're both trying to do. They want to bring it into, you know, a higher clientele thing and, and be associating with like a track like Miller where it has every facility. It's a known racetrack for everything. It gives them good prestige. It brings local media in, and it shows us how good it could be. Mm-hmm. But there's no way that I don't think they could ever totally clip something like Unadilla or Redbud or something like that because right. there's way too much history that people would just, like, riot. <laughs> I don't know about that, you think? I don't know. I Good. mean, it's tough to say. I think that if you got totally rid of a track like Unadilla, I mean, look at the – Mm-hmm. The backlash for Southwick losing its national. It wasn't really MX Sports doing. Right. It was the promoting group and then the landowners and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. to totally move it to an F1 style setting, it would kind of lose that feel that motocross has had for the last 40 years. Right. Hey, so we, we both think that uh, Roxon's going to win this thing. Uh, Tomac's 23 back of Metcalf for fourth in the standings after missing the first. Uh, four races. Can he do it? Can he make up 23 points on Metcalf? I I would. I don't know. I would say that he more than likely could. I mean, a couple top three motos, and not to say anything bad about Brett, but mm-hmm. if he top, you know, five to top eight, yeah. there's a big points difference there. Do that twice, it could be really, really close going into the last one, and Eli has potential to win anywhere. So Yeah. Yeah, uh, he, he, I wouldn't be surprised to see Eli Tomac win this weekend at all. With everything going on in the championship fight, um, those guys distracted, those things happening, uh, Eli Tomac just sneaks off with a 1-1. Not surprising. No, not at all. Um, hey, this fast Freddie Noren, uh, he's battling for 10th in the points with Chad. I'm sure Chad's super, super into this battle. But anyways, uh, what a story. What, like... If you're a factory Honda, a factory anybody, and you're looking for a replacement guy, um, you're just hoping the guy gets you a little bit of press and does the best he can do and, you know, go go get him, kid, type of deal. But no joke, Noren's been really good. Yeah, and you couldn't you couldn't ask for a better fill-in writer personality-wise. Um, I had lunch with him and Amy on Monday afternoon mm-hmm. for a feature that we're going to do you know, in the next few issues, and he's a great guy. I mean, they're as happy as they can be, and they already realize, though, that after tomorrow it's a bitter or after Saturday it's a bittersweet thing because yeah. there is no bike. You know, they go back into <laughs> right. living in the van and following everything. So yeah, uh, he's probably going to stay in California and do super processing, but he doesn't know, you know, a lot of what his deal will be. Will he yeah. get parts trickled down to him from a Honda? Is the satellite team going to pick him up? I. As well as he's ridden, as excited as he is, and knowing, like, not to say anything bad about Chad either, but knowing that he's probably just like, right. let's just get through these next two, yeah. you could see a pretty big shift, and I think Freddie could do, I, it's, know, land well within the top ten. Yeah, it's a, sh- it's a shame. I don't know. I, Freddie's obviously, he's a, he's a f- top ten guy outdoors. I'm just not sure who would pick him up next year because of his lack of Supercross results. He, he rode 250 East this year, and... I think he made one main and struggled the other ones, broke his wrist, uh, so he didn't yeah. finish the series. So I just I, I want him to get a ride and all that. It's a great story, but I don't know who would pick him up, you know? Yeah. 
So he did let he was telling me he did last year on pretty much a stock KTM, um, and for him being a little bit, he's not that big. Like if you look at him compared to other riders, he yeah. doesn't seem that big. Right. But 175 pounds or so on a 250F on a stock 250F on super rough conditions like Indianapolis or where the track is really gravity like St. Louis, mm-hmm. it doesn't benefit a guy to be that big a size on that small of a bike. So who knows how next year could go, but he is excited to start doing Supercross testing in the next few months. Talking to Transworld Motocross's Michael Antonovich about, on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show presented by NFAB about the upcoming Utah National. So myself and Wygant and Thomas, we've all had this big debate about Trey Kennard and his switch to KYB suspension. Now, he's won two out of the last four motos since he made the switch. I'm not sure how much the mud, you know, much how much the suspension had to do with his mud win, but there's no doubt he's picked it up here. What's your thoughts on that suspension change? Does it make a difference? Can he pull off a win again? I think the only person that really knows if it's going to make a difference is Trey, and knowing the Honda team and everything, they're not going to outright say, one thing's better than the other because they have a stake in both. Right. Uh, if it's comfortable for him, it works. I mean, we know that these guys will do anything they can to make sure that they're comfortable on a bike. So I can only see it helping him go forward. Mm-hmm. And in the next year, who knows, there could be a strengthening relationship or, or however. They've proven that the KYB stuff is good with all the Yamaha guys running it. It comes mm-hmm. off on a Honda. So yeah. Yeah. He, could do a, he could do another win. This is a pretty jumpy track, which is what suits Trey. I mean, his house in Oklahoma has massive jumps, so he'd be pretty comfortable out here, I would think. It's, uh, I don't know what kind of world we're living in where, where Cowie switches to Showa and Honda switches to KYB. Just, just yeah, really, no really, idea. really bizarre, really strange. Um, hey, let's take a couple of phone calls here. Uh, first All one right. is Derek. Derek, what's up, man? Thanks for calling the show. What's going on? Oh, not too much. I'm actually just working. Got, uh, All right. Enough. I got enough data on my phone. I can listen online or oh, live. So. Well, good for you. What's your question? What's happening? I'm just wondering. Uh, we know how bad Team Canada's bombed over the last few years, and uh, what would you say like the ceiling is for that team, the current this year's team, if they do what they're all capable of? What do you think they could do? I mean, I look at some of these guys, Derek, that finished some of these countries that finish ninth, tenth, and eleventh, and I'm like, what? We can't beat these guys, you know. Um, I I would think Canada's best ever finish with the U.S. there, I think, is seventh um, in 86 or something like that. I I mean, I got to think they can get inside the top ten if everything went right. I mean, but maybe I'm biased because I think these guys are awesome riders, you know. But uh, I don't know. The results say differently, though. We we didn't even make the A-Main last year. so. Well, that was was just a failure, but – I'm calling it now. We're in the A, man. I'm I, hoping for something good, but I, I think, don't know. It's, yeah. To me, they're good riders too, right? I hope they can do more than they have. Well, we got Fasciati, so that's a good one. That's a good thing. I mean, because Fasciati, I believe, he's a world-class rider. Guy's got a lot of talent. So um, I'm calling him for about a 7-10 this weekend too, just so you know. Uh, yeah, I think so. Antonovich, where do you think Fasciati's going to finish? Uh, I mean, he's come down and raced in the past. I don't really get the chance to follow the Canadian stuff as much as I want to because I'm so busy with the site. Mm-hmm. Uh, to say that he would be in the top 15 is not a stretch. I mean, he no. might expect him to be in the top 15 somewhere with as many guys as there are that have 
are fighting for it every weekend. Yeah. Yeah, top 12, top 15 would be really good for him. Yeah. Uh, he's on the Troy Lee bike this weekend, right? Yep. Yeah, he's riding from a place in Mookie. Gotcha. Hey, let's ask Transworld guys because they know all about the Stewart thing. Is James in this weekend? James is out. <laughs> James is out. Okay. Uh, I, I was at Milestone yesterday, and uh, he did a – I was only there for like an hour and a half or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no Suzuki truck here. I heard from someone pretty close to the team that there wouldn't be a Suzuki truck here. Yeah. Um, Malcolm is out. Still trying to get better. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you all see them here this weekend. I would say that – I would bet that he'll do Monster Cup. Uh it's an unsanctioned race, so they kind of don't have to worry about anything. And to have the defending champion miss that race would be kind of a and, huge blow for Feld and everyone. And I also so. predict he will do the straight rhythm. I predict we will see him there, there also. I would think. I um, would think. All right, let's get to uh, Hobo Nick. Hobo, what's up? You're not a hobo anymore, Nick. Yeah, I know. It's kind of sad. <laughs> no, I, no, not being a hobo is not sad. That's a good thing. You know what? I actually went to the park yesterday, and I took a nap. And it, it felt really good and brought back some old memories. Super weird, dude. Anyways, what's your question? What's your question? Um, so I'm going through uh, for Mitch's lineup next year. I got yeah. Powers, Aldridge, and AC. Who am I missing? You are missing Tonus. Tonus is he European? Yes, he is Swiss, and uh, he will be okay. doing indoors and out. And uh, I mean Blake Baggett. What's Antonovich? Do you know what Blake Baggett's doing next year? No idea. I would doubt. He goes back to PC, but I've even heard that there was a chance that he was going to go to Europe. So really, kind of wide open there. Yeah, and I've heard that a lot of times over the last few weeks. But did you hear that from European sites and things like that? Because they like to make things up sometimes. No, no, I heard it from American right. people close to the team. Okay, so, so yeah, somebody, yeah. somebody. Um, the I think the Blake Baggett pro circuit relationship is strained a little bit. I really do. Uh, yeah, I would think that it's. I would think that it might be over, but. Yeah don't know where he's going to go after this because of all the teams that I've talked to, especially for a 250 class, they all seem full. Well, what about Troy Lee KTM? Yeah, that could happen. I did hear, I did hear something about that. So, yeah, but, uh, hobo, I would think, uh, PC probably had one more guy, super cross only. So, okay. So uh, a total of five guys. Yeah. Yeah. Five guys. Well, five guys in super cross. I wouldn't be Mm -hmm. surprised. What about Hanny? Don't laugh. I'm I'm being serious. What about Hanny? What about Sipes? Is that Sipes? Possible? No, I don't think for Mitch. But Sipes told me he's got he's been in contact with a couple 250 teams for Supercross. So yeah, I heard he's still eligible for for he, lights. Amazingly enough, he is. Yes. So hey, one other question. Yeah. Off the subject. Uh, I heard Weech say last week RV's knee was really bad, a lot worse than yeah. people knew. Uh, uh-huh. Do you have any details on that? What exactly happened? Um, no, I really don't. I, I know his meniscus was gone, a uh, couple ligaments, and his meniscus was in really bad shape. But I don't know if that was it, if there was something else I'm missing. All right. Well, thanks, so, guys. Have a good right. show. Thanks, Hobo. Thanks, Ben. Um, uh, ben. Ben's been a hold for a while. Ben, what's happening? Hey, Steve. How are y'all doing? Good. Thanks for calling the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. Uh, what's your question? You bet. I'll make this one quick, only slightly on the subject. Um, with TV coverage and everything wrapping up this weekend, obviously, and, and every loyal diehard fan that watches every weekend uh, without much to do until January, other than the Monster Cup and a few others, I'm looking for your suggestions on the best races. Pull up on YouTube or anywhere on the web. 
other than some of the obvious ones, like uh, I guess Atlanta, what was it, 91, 92? Atlanta, um, uh, Atlanta 90. 90, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, I'm just looking for something you can rattle off the top of your head, just first thing that comes to mind, whether here, it involves Tim Ferry or not. Here's what I'm doing. Here's what I'm doing if I'm you. I'm going to eBay. I'm typing in World's Greatest Supercrosses. It's a D, it's a five-DVD set, really? uh, and it's probably like 10 bucks. They're not all great races, but they span 77 to like uh, uh, 89, and they all go through all that. Really? Yeah, they're awesome. And they show the whole race? Whole thing, semis and everything. It's, it's, it's taken right from the TV broadcasts back oh, then. Right on. That's so, perfect. World's what great, I'm for. Yeah, World's Greatest Supercrosses, uh, eBay it. And uh, like I said, I, I I think it's available for twenty five bucks new, but you can get it cheaper on eBay. So thanks, Ben. Definitely check it out. I All appreciate right. it. Oh, calling you on a side note uh, down here from uh, Houston area. Mm-hmm. Share the track occasionally with one of your most loyal sponsors, none other than the Tom of Impap. Oh, nice. Right yeah. at our local track out here, uh, Three Palms. You've gr- probably heard of it. Yeah, Three Palms. I've been there. Uh, great, great guy, Thomas, uh, owner of Enfab. We had him on the Pulp Show and. Uh, yeah, man, uh, awesome guy. Quality guy. He can really ride. Too. Oh, can he? I oh, mean, wow. I'll for talk. a bigger guy, he is. Uh, he moves well on the bike, and uh, oh, great. Yeah, you should see his rig that he rolls up in too. Oh, it's, I'm sure. Uh, it definitely turns some heads. I'm sure. All Which right. one? Because he has like twenty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mainly referring to the Sprinter van. Uh, it's an orange. Well, uh, you know, obviously. We saw the um, in We saw the dream build that he did. So I'm sure his his regular truck's pretty yeah, good too. It's yeah. It's pretty. Pretty phenomenal, yeah. All right. Hey, thanks, Ben. You bet. Thank you. See ya. All right. Go ahead, Michael. Oh, yeah. No, I got to visit Thomas last October right before Monster Cup and see them put together the dream build. And, mm-hmm. like, his shop down in Houston is great. Yeah. 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 Great group of guys. And, yeah, it's really nice down there. Yeah, and, and uh, they support the crap out of us over here at Pulp, so we're pumped on that. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, Pike went 5-5 last year. On a privateer Suzuki in Utah, why not again? Right? Obviously, enjoy. He's good at the track. He's a SoCal guy, so he's used to that kind of dirt. I think. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see him do that again on the RCH bike. Yeah, not at all. I mean, there's so many. Like, if you sit down and think about it, going into every weekend, there's so many guys that can win, and and this weekend's one of those times where it's kind of SoCal similar track, bigger jumps and everything like that. Mm-hmm. There are quite a few guys that can put in really good career or season ending rides that'll help them out for yep. this off season. What what uh come, talking about the rookies a little bit and we got Michael Antonovich from Transworld on the show. Uh Aldridge has been better than Hampshire. Our, obviously RJ had some motor problems in Indiana, but Aldridge has put in four great motos. Yeah, he, uh the kids fast. I mean, they're all really fast, way faster than I ever was, but like for them to to go as well as they are, it's kind of surprising to see Aldridge come out because I don't think many people expected him. I mean, I know that even a few of us didn't really mm-hmm. know who he was until a few few months ago. Mm-hmm. But Hampshire, we've been following since last year at Monster Cup. Uh, this weekend should be the last weekend for Jake Weimer on the Monster Cowie team. Although, depending on what RV does, maybe he goes back. Who knows? But he's, they got Millsaps over there for sure next year. And depending on what RV do, they may have a spot open. But most likely, Weimer is done. Tough outdoor season. Tough year for Jake Weimer, Michael. Yeah, and he's a great dude. I mean, he he knows that this year has been a struggle and it, it really needed to be a lot better. But, I mean, during the week, it's not like he, he's 
quit putting in the effort. I still see him at the test tracks all the mm-hmm. time. He's riding as much as he can. He was trying to ride as fast as he could after his back injury with, with Malcolm at High Point. Right. Uh, but every time I talk to him, you know, be it at the races or at the track during the week, I ask if he's gotten any closer to anything, and it doesn't seem like anything is any closer now either. Yeah, I don't know what he's going to do next year. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a shame. I like the risk he took breaking away from Alden and RV. Getting Randy Lawrence back, I admired him for that. That's risky, but it was ballsy, and he was investing in himself and in his career, but just hasn't worked out, man. But, I mean, this is a guy that's podium supercrosses, podium 450 outdoors, and and, uh, and won heat races and stuff. So, you know, there's something, there's something there. He just has to put it together. Yeah. So. And, there, and coming into this year, we have, you know, on Monday we have a meeting, like an editorial meeting that always turns into a bench racing meeting, mm-hmm. and there are quite a few guys that you're – we're left wondering like who's going to fall where right going into next season and it's a lot of, of top name guys yep yeah no doubt um we're still waiting for will hahn to figure something out we're waiting for tickle uh pike we think is going to jgr but not not done uh weimer's another guy and uh, i'm sure we're f- forgetting a few guys at porcel if he wants to get get a ride so um mm-hmm. there's a lot of guys still out there no doubt yeah um give me your winners this weekend antonovich before we let you go give me your your class winners uh, I would say for the 450 class, uh, kind of can't go against Eli for an overall. Mm-hmm. It, it's here. I think that he he could get it. Uh, he doesn't have anything to lose. He can just go out and do motos. Mm-hmm. And for 250 class, uh, I would say either Martin or Webb. Really going out on a limb there, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> well hey, uh, thanks for thanks for joining us on the show. I really appreciate your time. You're up there at Utah right now, and uh, we're uh, glad to hear from you, and uh, we'll see you this weekend, man. Thanks, Steve. Thanks. I'm All glad right. we can make it happen. I'll see you Saturday. All right. Sounds good, man. See you. Later. All right. Coming up with Jason Thomas here on the Fly Race and Moto 60 Show presented by NFAB. Uh, Brad, what's going on, man? Not too much, brother. I'm just looking at my Denny Stevenson number three uh, jersey hanging on my wall. Uh, That's thanks awesome. Thanks that as well as uh, some extra goodies along with it. Yeah. Yeah, no worries. What's going on? What's on your mind? I was just uh, curious as uh, we, we kind of were winding down into the off season and uh, us pulp fans, we start to a little bit worry as in terms of what type of content that we're going to be able to uh, get during the off season. Is it a quiet time for yourself as well as uh, the rest of the industry? I was wondering if you could enlighten us on any uh, like hot leads in terms of uh, interesting interviews that uh, we have to look forward to as uh, up here in Canada, the temperatures are already starting to drop in the summertime or in the uh, Yeah, I, I... No, no plans, really. Honestly, I, I don't have anything in mind. Don't have anybody lined up. Uh, I'm always in search of the elusive Mike Brown for his mm-hmm. podcast. But, um, no, no, um, nothing really planned. We got one more week of this uh, of this show, and then yep. we uh, – um, and then we got the Pulp Show we'll do, we'll do on, a, I think, every other week basis. So, um, yeah, you know, we'll figure it out. I mean, there will be some content up there. Don't worry about it. I'll work on it. So. Absolutely. Now, which quickly, I wanted to ask, uh, what was more likely uh, that uh, Villapoto races Supercross next year or during an off weekend next year, you come and race Crumpthal? Uh Yeah, Villapoto Racing. Um, Villapoto Racing. Supercross. Right on, brother. Fair. You have yourself All a great day. Say hi to for me. And, uh, yeah, best, uh, have fun in uh, Utah. All right. Thank you. Uh, they're coming up this weekend. Yeah, Utah. Uh, big battle for second in the 250s. I don't know if these guys care or not. Webb told me he cared, but. Baggett, 381. Webb, 379. Moosegan, 374. So seven points between uh, 
Uh, Baggett, Webb, and Martin, or Muskan, I mean, uh, for second overall uh, behind Jeremy Martin in the 250 class. So that's a little bit of a battle. Uh, still waiting to give away our Fly Rays and Evo set to a random caller, 702-586-7857. If you want another set of gear, I don't know about the Evo stuff, but we decided to do it. We're, we're, we've, uh, we're just going to go on off the reservation here. Uh, email contest at pulpamexshow.com if you want a set of fly racing gear uh, for the archive listeners only. And uh, we'll give away a set of gear uh, on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. And uh, remember, the 2015 stuff is out now. Trey Kennard used it to, uh, to win two of the last four motos. No unnecessary distractions with their gear. Straightforward, no nonsense. Function, fit, and style. Fly racing products distributed exclusively in the United States by Western Power Sports. And uh, JGR Toyota NFAB team with Nicoletti, Grant, and Brayton. Uh, on the track or on the trail, the hottest-looking, hardest-working accessories are NFAB. From step systems and mount light mounting solutions to bumpers and Jeep gear. To learn more about NFAB products, visit n-fab.com. Uh, email us using contact form on PulpMX if you want a bit of a discount on some NFAB stuff. We can try to make it happen. So uh, still looking to give away a set of Evo gear. And uh, our next guest, uh, he's uh, somewhere in Alaska. The Jason Thomas. JT, what's up? Oh, not too much. Hanging out up here. How is Alaska? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, weather's incredible. So uh, kind of enjoying that. Nice break from summer and getting some work done and looking forward to flying back to Utah for the last one tomorrow. Yeah, really? You're coming over, huh? You're coming out. Yeah, yeah. Well, sure. you missed you know, you know, missed Indiana, so I wasn't sure what kind of schedule you are on these days. I did. I did. It's, you know, kind of took a, a page out of your, your book of uh, trying to skip one race a year. I'm going full season this year, bro. First time ever. Full year. Yeah, so you can you can uh, understand where I'm coming from then. Yes, I can. Hey, uh, we are going to give away a Dale over at uh, Western Power Sports authorized a set of Evo gear to give away today, but we're also going to give away another set of gear to our archive listeners. Do I have your permission, or is it too is it kind of too late already? I already said we could. So. Yeah, I mean, I can't really put the toothpaste back in the tube now. Yeah, I mean, if you said no, you'd be quite a dick, you know. So. <laughs> well, I don't think that would keep me from doing that but yeah i'm probably still going to be that either way uh hey let's talk utah um i I had we had michael antonovich on from transworld i asked him this same question um we know what mx sports is trying to do here uh close to a city center uh paved pits um nice amenities all that kind of stuff and a man-made track where you can see a lot of it yep do you like it would you rather just uh, have another Unadilla, or is this okay? I think it's okay. As I don't have to ride the track, though, and I think uh, you know it really <laughs> comes down to if the track is decent. Okay. Uh, I, I do think it is nicer. You know, I, I kind of go back to Lakewood. Uh, that was they they did a lot of things in the same aspect with the mm-hmm. you know the gravel pits and uh, you know they they've done a lot of things there to make the facility very nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I do enjoy the events where they have new facilities and they have you know upgraded um, yeah you know, the pits are a lot more uh, convenient for everyone and it's right in town and all all the kind of nice things that basically uh, the Salt Lake Race and Lakewood and and these events have um, you know the downside is with a man-made track like that it's I, I don't want to say it's the the racing is is hurt by it but you know the it's certainly doesn't appeal to the hardcore motocross fan you know it gets a little bit more uh mm-hmm. just uh just generic in its form just you know man-made tracks or don't have the the legacy and the 
the terrain changes and all the cool things that have made motocross such a great right. sport for so long. So, so I think it's give and take. You know, I think to usher in a usher us into the next level of uh, you know viewership and all those things kind of it's kind of necessary, but it, it definitely is a compromise on some levels as far as how good the tracks can be. So you're waffling a bit, like it or not. Um, as a spectator, yes, I like it. As a rider, maybe not. Okay. But there are, yeah. I mean, we're trying to build the sport, so maybe spectator thing is, is the, the where you lean, you know, if it's better for spectators. Well, yeah, it, yeah, you know, to speak with, uh, like, a corporate sponsor. Yeah. To get someone like that to come to an outdoor national, say if it's, you know, at a Unadilla, yeah. unless they're a, a real fan, they're not going to enjoy it. It's in the middle of nowhere. Uh, there's no facilities to speak of. Uh, it's just a difficult uh, thing to push on that level. But you go to an area like Miller Motorsports Park, you get an executive out there. They have uh, air-conditioned press box. They have all these, you know, garage pit areas. They have all these cool things going on. It's just a completely different atmosphere for them. So, I think that's the idea: is to make it more attractive on that level. So, like I said, it's yeah. uh, it's give and take depending on what your perspective is. Step one of uh, getting a corporate person out there to look at the sport and invest in the sport: uh, not have the teams flood the pits while they're washing the bikes and install some wash base. I, it blows me away. Yeah, yeah, big ponds of water from Dude, uh, wash overflow. It blows me away. A negative thing. Right, it blows me away. We have no wash bays. We just let the teams wash their bikes. It's mud-ass pits. Imagine if you're some guy, like legitimately, some guy that knows nothing about the sport. They're walking around. You're looking at these teams, and all of a sudden, sploosh, you just step into this giant pile of water and mud. Like, really? <laughs> really? We're all okay with this? You know, I mean – there's a lot of things that GPs do wrong. One of the things they do right is wash base. Let's make that happen. So, um, all I right. Agree. Hey, Colton Fasciati, give me his moto finishes this weekend. Colton Fasciati will go. Ten nine. That's bullshit. No, that's about right. Not good enough. No, that's about right. Nine twelve eleven nine. Eight thirteen, I'm all good with that. Um, yeah, I, th- I think he'll be strong. Uh, he's in shape. There's no doubt about that. It's uh, you know the big the biggest things that I see as far as hurdles for him. Never in the track. He's on a different bike per se. You know he's riding Mookie's bike or whatever mm-hmm. that situation is. So right. it's going to be the adapting. That that's really you know yeah that, that's really all I see. The the ability and all those things. You know if he's on a track that he knows. Mm-hmm. Um, you're talking about a totally different result, but right. the the variables and, and the pressure and if he can ride to his full ability, you know, in, yeah. in the U.S., which is always uh, an issue for Canadian guys coming down, is for them to keep their confidence. Yeah, um, you know, those those are the things that will you know impede or or possibly you know further his success. All right, let's get some phone calls here, uh, Jason. Jason, what's going on? What's your question for uh, for myself and JT? What's going on, Steve? How you doing, JT? Good, man. How are um, you? Doing good. Um, one, I've got a couple, and, and I'll hurry, Steve. Uh, I was listening to a, one of the Tim Ferry podcasts, and he had talked about when he hurt his heel. Um, he had, you know, surgeries and surgeries, and he still has a limp, and he might have to go back for another surgery. Um, do, like, the teams, you know, I, I know if he was – during the race and gets hurt. Does Kawasaki pick up the medical bill on that? Uh, JT, no, Kawasaki doesn't. But, JT, there is some coverage from AMA, right? But it's not very much. 
Yeah, there is. There's uh, like a secondary coverage that AMA pays for. Um, you know, for a guy like Millsaps or a guy like Bill Poto, these guys they they make really good money. So they buy they buy very high end um, athlete insurance. You know, their their premiums are twenty to thirty thousand dollars a year to make sure that they're fully covered. So uh, no, Kawasaki does not pay for it. It's not like the NFL or anything like that. Uh, but they're very well taken care of on an insurance side. What about if you're Jason Thomas and you get hurt? Uh, how, 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 how much does that coverage come into play, AMA? Why? I mean, I, I've definitely used the secondary part of it, but I, you know, I carried my own insurance, so right, right. Um, it was more uh, any any percentage that the my insurance carrier didn't cover, then AMA would obviously help it with the rest of that. It's amazing to me that some of these riders don't have uh, don't have insurance at all. Oh, I would never, ever, ever race a motorcycle without health insurance. Ever. But, but some people do. <laughs> uh, they do. Absolutely, they do. I, I know people yeah, that have done it and probably still do, but I would, I would never do that. Yeah, insane. All right, thanks, Jason. Appreciate it. Hey, wait, wait, Steve. I got one more, sir. Uh, you know how um, years ago they had the Wrangler, like, grand yeah. champion? Yep. Uh, yep, yep, got it. I was at I was at work last night figuring it up, and going into this weekend, it, it, let's say we still had that. Yep. Roxon has seven hundred seventy nine points total, and Dungey has seven hundred seventy eight. Oh, okay, exciting. Yeah, we'll see who wins. So, yeah. Um, so, I, mean, I, I, I think Dunge, I think Dunge probably beats Roxon this weekend just because Kenny's going to make sure he clinches that title and stays away from, you know, wadding himself up. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Dunge end up with the overall points at the end of the year. And what about Norrin? Could he go with, like, a good fit for him, be like the Troy Lee team? Like uh, he could run West Coast, Supercross, and then he could run 450 outdoors. I don't know. I, he's, he's got no Supercross results to speak of. So. Well, I'm afraid the 250 he might. Yeah, maybe. All right, thanks, Jason. All right, thanks. Appreciate Thank it. Uh, lines are full. Let's get to Tommy. Tommy, what's up, man? Tommy. Yo. What's up? What's happening? Not what's much. What's your, what's your question? Can you hear me? Yep. Hey, I want to get on that bet. What bet? That you short, nothing will happen to him. No. Uh, Daniel, what's going on? Thanks for calling. Yeah, um, I had a question for JT. Um, we all know Chad has a great business since we've seen it. He's developed the team. It looks good. He's doing great. When it comes time for him to hang up the boots, um, do we do you see him as maybe taking like the Carmichael route where he's his name's on the semi, he's a part of the team, he's not there every bit of the weekend, or is it possible that we see Chad basically be the next decoster for his team? Uh, knowing Chad, I think if he decided to go that route and if it was, uh, basically profitable and viable for him to still continue the team, I think he would be very hands-on. Uh, he's a very type A personality where he wants to be in control and do things his way. That's why he basically has a race team at this point. He wants to do uh-huh. it the way he sees fit and make his own decisions. So I don't see him putting a, a team out there that he owns with his name on it out there for someone else to run. Uh, I see him being, you know, a hands-on everyday type guy. Okay, right on. Thanks, guys. Hey, Daniel, you want some fly gear? Oh, I would love some. All right, you won the e- Fly Evo gear, top-of-the-line stuff, too, from Fly Racing. Uh, stay on hold, and uh, Tits will get your information. And thanks for listening to the show. Right on. Thanks, great. Thanks, guys. Have a great show. All right, thanks, Daniel.
All right, Daniel, yeah. win, Daniel wins the gear. John, what's happening? What's your question for uh, Jason Thomas and myself? Not much. How's it going? Good. Thanks for listening. Is there going to be any new tracks on the motocross circuit next year? I haven't heard. JT, hear anything? Not, not that I know of. I mean, obviously, there, there's typically a lot of, uh, you know, talk about that, but I haven't heard anything. So I, I don't see that coming down the pipeline, at least for 2015, anyway. Yeah, I don't see anyone that would go away. Like I didn't hear anything about anyone's going away. So no, and I think Steve, you can attest to this. We generally hear stuff, you know, whispers of that a couple yeah. of years before that ever happens, and I, I yep. haven't heard anything. So. Yeah. No, I, I would look for the same lineup, John. Cool. All right. Thanks, man. All right. Thank you. All right. Brian, what's happening? Thanks for calling the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. Hey, guys. What's happening? What's up? Hey, questions. All this chat talk going on about the RV and the GPs and all that stuff. And I'm hearing that there might be a potential of a GP coming back to the States. Any any idea where they're going to hold that? No. I, we talked about this a little bit on the Pulp MX show on Monday. Uh, there is an open date before, uh, the, before Glenn Helen, uh, the opening round of the AMA series. Um, there's an open date on the GP calendar that says TBA. I've, I know for a fact they've asked some U.S. promoters about putting on a GP, um, yeah. and I think they would really want to do that if RV's racing. But seriously, I mean, like I said on Monday, the attendance at Glen Helen was 200 people, 300 people. I'm, not, I'm being dead serious. So, okay, you're going to get an increased uh, uh, attendance rate um, because of Villapoto Racing, but um, what do you? I mean, how much do you need to break even? You know, I mean, UStream is—it's not cheap to hold a GP, so I don't see yeah. it happening for all those reasons, I mean, Brian. Does the Glen Helen location add to that as well, though? I mean, do you think if it's at a more central part in the country, it, uh, it, you know, it's going to help? Or I don't know. What do you think, JT? I don't—I don't see it helping enough to make it worthwhile. Yeah, I can see that. Just—just just the RV factor. Yeah, yeah, just the RV factor. I think it would help, but you're talking about going from, as you said, you know, a few hundred people to, you know, they need thousands and thousands and thousands to make it make it worthwhile, and and that's just for a, a, an American national. You know, the yeah. the GP series, their fees are, uh, from what I've been told, incredibly high. You know, their their travel and all these things come into effect for that stuff. So, I I don't know. I mean, having especially when you look at if it's the weekend before Glen Helen. Fans only have so much money to spend to go to a national, so you're kind of right. drawing from the same crowd. Um, right, that, that's right. going to dilute kind of the the attendance. So it's, it gets really tough. I, yeah. I I don't see it happening personally. I would love to have a GP in the U.S., but I don't see it happening the weekend before the U.S. national. I just think that's that's a little bit too tough on uh, on the economics. Yeah, uh, but there, there's been whispers of it for sure. But does yeah. the GP organization pay the teams pay their travel? They give like them a like in MotoGP, Dorna pays for the, they uh, they give them the a team. small stipend that doesn't end up working out yeah. to cover the cost, but they do give them something they didn't for years, and it was just blew me away how all the teams just bent over and took it and just said, oh, we're going to Qatar and, and Thailand and Japan, oh cool, no problem, right? But uh, they do help them out now, but it doesn't really it doesn't cover everything from what I understand. All right, so, well, cool, thanks. All right, man. thanks, Brian, appreciate it. Um, JT, we got um. We got some battles going on this weekend. First of all, you you you're in agreement that Kenny Roxon's going to probably clinch this thing, even if we get some weather and and all that. Barring disaster, yeah, I think he could he could back it down considerably and still 
get get it done. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't even have to be anywhere near 100% and still have it. No problem. Tits, I'm sorry to sorry for you to have to hear that. Uh, I'll get over well, somehow. Well, it's still racing. I mean, especially with the weather, one big first-turn crash changes the whole equation. Mm-hmm. But all things being considered, if you're looking at it logically, you would think that, you know, he, he's a great starter. He's been in this situation before with other titles. So, mm-hmm. sure, I mean, you got to think he's an overwhelming favorite going in. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, wouldn't be surprised to see Tomac win this weekend with uh, kind of nothing going on with him and just kind of going out and laying it down. Um, he's 23 back of uh, Metcalf. You think he does it? Think he gets? Think he gets Meddy? I don't think he's going to get him for whatever reason. I, I don't. Right. I think that's a pretty big, pretty big gap to make up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you look at Tomac's standard day. You know, you figure he'll probably get somewhere in that forty to to forty three, forty four point range, mm-hmm. um, just on average. So Meddy has to do pretty poorly. Uh, Meddy would have to get like eleven, eleven. If, yep. if those things stayed the same, basically yep. to have a shot at it, and I, I don't see Meddy going eleven eleven, so yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to give the nod. You know, Tomac would have to go like a one one type day, and I don't necessarily see that happening. And Meddy would have to be a little bit off his game. So right. definitely, uh, Tomac would need some help, I think, to make that happen. Uh, Pike should have a, a good day. He went five five on his privateer bike last year. Now he's going to be on the RCH bike, and obviously he gels with the Utah track. Uh, could be in for a good day for Weston Pike. Yeah, no, I, I fully expect uh, Weston to do well. Uh, the big question for me is, uh, you know, with all these other storylines going on and the the air kind of got a let out of this championship, is I, I'm interested to see how Kennard does. Um, mm-hmm. Basically winning two out of the last four motos has been a huge improvement for him, and we've kind of uh, talked about this Kaaba Vershoa thing a lot, but we really haven't got any – solid data you know the mud race last weekend i, I kind of wanted to see if that would be a big difference but can't really tell anything in the mud and I, I don't even think there were any bumps on the track so that that's what i'm most interested in to see if if trey is really you know if he's really that guy now with the suspension change or if yeah. he kind of falls back into that two three four five range yeah no i'm with you i'm, I'm excited to see yeah where, where does this where does this put him uh, if he pulls off another moto win man it's gonna be hard to to not think that suspension change made a big deal made a big help yeah whether so. it's a mental or actual physical right. real change that that's making the difference whatever it is uh winning two out of the last four has been a significant improvement from all season so make sure you text chad and tell him that uh he's got to hold off norn for 10th overall this weekend yeah i'm sure he he probably hasn't slept all week to be right. honest with you right just focusing uh, on he's probably yeah, got norn's photo on it he's got norn's photo on his mirror when he wakes up in the morning just, yeah, just, I crumble the picture every morning. <laughs> right, yeah. Just looks at it and Norin. <laughs> uh, but tenth overall for Freddie Norin would be a very impressive finish. Yeah, I mean, if you look at if he had started the year on that on that bike, I mean, I, his results have obviously been much better since he switched over to factory Honda. So, yep. kind of wonder where he would be had he started the first few races on it. Yeah, no, good, good, good job for that. And and like you said, uh, you got to be pretty pumped if you're Honda. At your fill-in rider and what what he's done. Um, well, it's a it's a feel-good story of the summer, in my yeah. opinion. I mean, give a guy yeah. a chance and he actually responds to it, and and things turn out for the better. It doesn't always happen. And his goggles look fantastic as well. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, if you're if you're sticking to the one set of goggles plan, right, uh, right, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, he's not he's not the best two goggle rider out there. He's just you know that you that position is taken by Trey Kennard. Um, 
So in the 250s, Jeremy Martin obviously clinched the title, and good job by him and, and for the team. But we do have a battle for second, and Cooper Webb told me that he does care. So, Blake Baggett, 381. Webb, 379. Moosegan, 374. And Baggett uh, wrote, rides this track pretty well. So, um, let's see. Last year, Baggett goes 2-2 uh, last year. Um, who gets second in the points? Uh, I, I'm going to give it to uh, I'm going to give it to Webb. Uh, Blake's been struggling a bit lately, um, but but there is definitely a lot to race for. These guys have big bonuses for top three in the championships, or, or most of them do. I would assume these guys do. Right. Um, not only for their the bike manufacturer, but their gear deals and goggle deals and all this stuff. So you're talking about a pretty dramatic difference as far as uh, you know getting second to third to fourth in the series. Um, what do you think it's for worth? An example of that. Well, just to give you an idea, um, in 2005, the year that uh, Alessi and Tedesco uh, had the incident at Glen Helen, yep. uh, when Alessi was disqualified from that event, he dropped from battling for the win to uh, third in points yeah. um, because he got zero points for that day. And short, uh, Andrew Short passed him in points. Um, we had the same agent at the time, and his agent told me that that, that one move going from second points to third cost him $130,000 yeah. in, in bonuses. So you know, there's a lot on the line for these guys. It's not just, oh, well, the championship's over, no big deal, who cares? I mean, there's a lot of money up for grabs, you know, when you talk about second to third and stuff in the points. Interesting. Like you said, uh, Mike got his points taken away from Glen Helen that day for standing on Tedesco's bike. Mike also got his points taken away at Washougal. Is he the only rider to have that happen to him twice? Got Got to be, right? Yeah, I don't know. You would be more of a historian or maybe Weege on that, but gotta certainly be, uh, gotta be the only guy in, in, in <laughs> precarious mo- situations there. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Do you think? Uh, did you hear about Mike looking around in the GPS? I don't know if that was started by a GP site. Uh, these guys like to like to just throw a bunch of things on the wall and hope it sticks. But you, could you see him doing that? I could. I could see him. I could see Blake Baggett. I could see Freddie Norin. Um, you know, obviously all the RV talk, but. Uh, I, I think, you know, because I've lived through it, um, American riders, for whatever reason, uh, seem to have a draw with fans and sponsors. And I'm not sure what the dynamic or the reason is there, but yeah. it happens. So for them to be able to draw an American guy over there uh, seems valuable for them. So I'm sure if there's interest on, on both sides, I, I sure I could see it happening. You know, avoiding Supercross and avoiding the pitfalls there when they haven't really excelled there is something I'm sure that they wouldn't mind doing. Talking about next year, silly season a little bit. Uh, of course, we have next week's Fly Racing Moto 60 show will be a wrap-up of the Nationals more than anything. But looking ahead to silly season here, um, Weimer, what do we got? What do we got Jake Weimer doing? I wish I had a good answer for you because I really like the guy. And I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I'm sure he's had to have talked to some people. But I, as far as real interest where – He's on a very short, small list of guys that we're looking at handing a contract. I, I just don't see it right now. I really yeah. don't. Um, I don't know if you have anything <laughs> other than what I'm saying, but I, I haven't heard his name with a you know a, a serious conversation with his name involved in a quite a long time. What do you think about Porcel? Do you think he gets a 450 ride for Supercross? Sure. I, I definitely think he can get one. It's, it's, is he willing to accept the ride that's there? Right. I think that's been the story for a while. Do you think he so, could end up on a factory team? I mean, I don't know. Or on a uh, – there's a spot at Cowie, 
possibly, probably. There's a spot. You know what I, you know what I see happening. I see him going to a team similar to where he's at now, and Yamaha supplying the equipment. Yeah. I don't see him going to a full factory team right now. I don't. I see him getting a factory bike from Yamaha. You know, if he can find a place to take it, I see that happening. Yeah. 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 I wonder too. Like, yeah. Here's all the bikes and support and everything else. Find your find a semi truck to put it in. Right? Yeah, because it yeah. seems like the Yamaha thing's worked out. I haven't heard any negativity from Yamaha guys. He's, he's won a race. He's done pretty well. So, you know, why would they not want to continue that partnership, especially when you're dealing with someone as talented as he is? Right, right. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, should be interesting to see what happens there. Definitely some open spots. Um, you looking forward to uh, the end of the year? I know I am. I'm. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, I, it's... I would. I really enjoyed having a weekend off last weekend, but I, I tell you, sitting at home watching the races, it's not the same. No, no. And uh, I'm looking forward to getting back there this weekend. Uh, but sure, I mean, the break's going to be nice, and uh, you know, we're going over to Motocross the Nations here in a few weeks, and I'm looking forward to to visiting Europe again and spending some time over there. So yes, of it's... course, I'm looking forward to a break. But you know, it it seems like this every year. It, It'll be right here again. We'll be at Motocross the Nations, and then we'll be Monster Cup. back in Monster Cup, and yeah. then you know, bam, we're right back into it. So yeah, Bercy doesn't take the, long. This Finland race, if you if you if you're doing it or whatever, um, it, it is it is funny though. Like there's some media guys in the sport that they cover the races when they don't go to them, and and you see, you just don't get the full grasp of what's going on and who's no, riding well and what's happening. It's, and it's virtually impossible to have a full full view of what's going on from the couch you just can't the atmosphere the all the little happenings behind the scenes and and guys that are crashing they never show on tv and right all this stuff like a perfect example like mitchell mitchell oldenburg i didn't even know his bike had blown up yeah. in that moto yeah. when he was running top 10 the whole time i knew he dropped back but i had no idea why right you know? so yeah. so yeah. many things like that where you're trying to report on something where you have half the information so yeah four uh, lap four laps to go he's in uh eighth or whatever ninth or something he just disappears you know so uh bad luck for him hey we're gonna give away a set of gear for our archive listeners pulp uh, contest at pulpmxshow.com uh email us we'll just pick a random emailer and give away a set of gear i don't know which line we'll do but uh one of the one of the great lines from fly racing and of course we gave away uh a set of evo gear today and uh, that's the same stuff that uh trey canard andrew short matt gerke albertson uh, they all wear it among Ben LeMay, uh, Alex Martin. Go on and on. The list goes on and on. Hey, speaking of Alex Martin, he's had a, he's tied for 10th with Dean in the uh, 250 class. Again, I'm sure Dean's really worried. Like, yeah, watching uh, some of Dean's Instagram posts, he seems very stressed out. We should just, the, uh, the points you know what? We should just, so. the AMA should just give Norrin and Martin the 10th because they really do care. Just give it like to an him. honorary ten, regardless of how the results right. come down. Right, because Reed and Wilson, they don't care. Martin and and Norn, we know this means something to you. So here, just take it. Just take it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that's that's what. Yeah, I, like uh, even if they don't get it, it's like a tenth with an asterisk on it. <laughs> right, right. Alex and Alex and Norn, you can tell your sponsors you got tenth. It's fine. <laughs> uh, we're okay with that. We'll back it up if they want to call us. Hey, we could be in for some weather this weekend too. So, uh, Tits is hoping. The exact opposite of what occurred in Indiana happens with our weather, but uh, if it does rain, that track's going to be treacherous, man. Yeah, and I think that's, uh, you know, it would seem crazy to say that based off last weekend, but I think that's I think that's Dunn's best hope. I really do. I think Just because it opens the door for chaos, you know, bad things can happen when it's muddy like that. So 
if it if it's a perfect day and sunny and perfect track, I think the chances of making up 20 points are slim, super yeah. slim. But yeah. if it's mud, even though Roxham was so solid last weekend, just the chances of something stupid happening go way way up. So yeah. if I was Dungey, I would be I would be hoping for more mud. As yeah. crazy as that sounds. Yeah, yeah, no, you, you got a point. Uh, all right, man. Thank, uh, thanks for joining us on the show. Uh, thanks for uh, making time in Alaska. Stay away from the grizzly bear traps. They're usually uh, baited with um, maple syrup and uh, and uh, like bacon and stuff. So and pancakes and that kind of stuff. So if you, yeah, I know you're hungry. Belgian waffles. Yeah, if you see uh, a waffle with bacon and syrup inside of a little tent, stay away. Don't go in there. Okay. That could also be a diner. But I'll, I'll try to stay away. No, yeah, take a look, good look at the outside, and make sure it's it's a diner and not a bear trap. Uh, okay, okay, yeah. Uh, but uh, thanks Should for coming on. Solid advice there. Yeah, no, you're welcome. You're welcome. Stay away, stay away from the bear traps. Uh, thanks, JT. Appreciate it. All right, see you guys. All right, see ya. And that has been another edition of the Fly Race and Moto 60 Show presented by Infab. Jeez, tits, these things go by foot fast. Yep. Uh, uh, thanks for that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's all you got. Yep. That's it. Optrix.com. Yeah. The the contest that we mentioned a couple weeks ago yeah. about whether I got that's still open. We we never did a oh. closing date on it. Did you get a lot of replies? We Why did, don't you pick but, somebody? But, but I want more. Okay. So keep going. If you think I got this job at Optrix because of the show, send me the response. P Sundell at Optrix.com. It's gonna end on Monday. So S U N D E L L. Correct. Yes. Yes. P Sundell at Optrix.com. And one lucky person will win a case. So don't delay. Fantastic. I'm going to give you a hint. There is no wrong answer. <laughs> I know you're a stickler for this kind of yeah. stuff. So, All right, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening again. Uh, flyracing.com and fab.com. Thanks to Michael Antonovich from Transworld Motocross. Thanks to Jason Thomas from uh, Western Power Sports slash Fly Racing for coming on. Thanks to you guys for your calls. Uh, always appreciate that. And, um, yeah, we got one more of these to go. And then uh, we're done. Listenership has picked up. We're very happy. We'll probably be back next year. Who knows? But thanks again. See you next week.